Now, I've never... Mm, I'm trying to think about how to say this. Are you... Are you? What kind of chair are you sitting in right now? Because I can see a chair, and it looks... Is it a gaming chair? Yeah, it's a GTR racing chair. I bought it right at the beginning of this pandemic. Not because I'm like a big Twitch streamer, but because I wanted a comfy chair, and this one has a footrest. Okay, sure. Okay, that makes sense. So I recently... Um, uh, let me let me preface by saying this. I've never had any interest in gaming chairs. They are expensive, and I don't play games sitting at a desk. I you know I'm typically playing on TV, so I am on a couch or whatever. And um, recently this week, I received, courtesy of my good friend Mario Rivera, a free uh, gaming chair by. Oh gosh, I had it up and I've X'd out of it. Um, I, I received a free gaming chair by and seat. So I got like one of their Marvel gaming chairs and Justin, I see the light. I get it now. Are you, are you I sitting in it now? Are you sitting in it right no, now? No, no. I'm sitting in it in, in the, just like the office chair that's in this office here. Um, but I, I sit, oh. I sat on it when I play games. Like I, I got it yesterday and I sat on it for the first time. And like, as soon as I sat down, I was like, yeah, okay. I get this. I get it. I, <laughs> Yeah, and I so I played games basically from like eight until one, like eight p.m. until like one a.m. last night. With I was doing Apex and stuff the whole time in the chair. Wow, wow, gaming chairs, huh? <laughs> Who'd have thought? Yeah, so I don't know what features your chair has, but mine has a neck pillow. Yep, I got that, that's, that's and I got nice. the, the lumbar Lower support back pillow. Yeah, that's yeah, really nice. Yeah. Um, and then currently, while you were talking, I did in fact put out my leg rest, and I am now I am now lounging as we're doing this podcast. So if I fall asleep, it's not my <laughs> fault. It's my chairs. I'll say this: you do look comfy. Yeah, uh, I, I do comfy. not have the I don't have the the foot rest. Um, but I will say this: so I spend you know ninety percent of my day like hunched over a computer, uh, and I wonder like, <laughs> man, why does my back hurt? Like, why are my bones painful? Uh, oh, it's because I I've got bad posture. I I don't have like terrible posture but like definitely when i'm working a lot at a computer or whatever um posture is not great sitting in that chair last night i was like mm, my back was straight i, I was trying to think of a <laughs> I was like word. where are you going with that <laughs> um, <laughs> well I, I yeah i'll say this though so it is a, so i am a short king standing tall and proud at five foot eight and this chair was made for people five foot nine and taller so my feet don't touch the floor. I mean, like the like the uh, my heels don't touch the floor. I can touch it with the balls of my feet, but I'm just swinging my legs there. So I got to get some sort of foot rest because I look like a nine year old. <laughs> so is that a, is that like a box feature on this chair? It's like for five nine and above. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they like this. I don't. So again, I don't know anything about these chairs really. Um, but they they had like a series of four Marvel chairs. So one is Ant Man, one's Captain America, one's Iron Man, and one's Spider Man. And um, the different characters are like for different size seats. Oh, that's offensive! Um, if you're Ant Man, well, well, I guess if you're Ant Man, it's it's for like babies, like well, it's like tiny, like very small people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or conversely, very large people. Oh, that's very true, Giant Man. So, can you imagine spending five hundred dollars on a chair and like you're so excited? Finally, ships and you're like, and it shows up at your door, and it's the size of like a postage stamp because it's for ants. Can you imagine the disappointment? Uh, I mean, one you gotta our, read the fine our, print, I guess. One of our mutual friends is, I believe, like six nine. Okay, he's very tall, right? Oh uh, yes, yes. 
Yeah, and I watched him get on a very tiny tricycle, and it was one of my favorite <laughs> moments ever. So I can imagine uh, a large uh, human being trying to sit in that little baby chair, who would also be quite amusing as they're yes. trying to play like Doom Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um, I've I've seen the light, and turns out gaming chairs are dope, and <laughs> I'm. It's the kind of gift. It's the kind of gift I would never buy myself, but one, now that I have it, it is like wow, that is um. Pretty dope. Pretty, pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> what, what do you think of this intro? Not very funny, but definitely like it's something that's going on in my life. It's informative. <laughs> it's informative. That's, right, yeah. right. Right, but you know, I'm, we're not necessarily here to give updates on our lives. No, no, no. We're here to talk about video games because this is Hitbox. <laughs> For episode number 29. Should we do something fun for episode 30? Yeah, why don't we go to like a really like small intimate space uh, okay. and we can like invite like hundreds of people there. Oh, um, yeah. Encourage them to uh, just just be there in person. Uh, mm-hmm, masks mm-hmm. optional if you feel like it. And uh, <laughs> my body, my rights. Right? Let's be, yeah, let's be the next super spreader. How does that sound? That would be that would be a good way to get our name out there. Oh yeah, definitely. Because so we obviously we got the COVID nineteen, and then there could be the COVID HB, you know, for a hit box. <laughs> I was the, like, the, the, the new strain. strain. <laughs> the new strain is COVID HB. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, uh, I don't know if we said this. My name is Peter Hansvitzig, and, and with me as as always is Justin Magovich. Um, and and before we get into talking about the games that we've been playing, I do. Sony sent me an email. They're always sending me emails being like, Peter, come direct the next Last of Us. Peter, come on. Like, you need to tell us what you think of the newest God of War. Uh, Peter, you know, like, come do voice acting. You're going to play the, the main character in Horizon. That that girl quit. Just do your best impression of her. Um, but they emailed me this week saying, hey, Peter, here's what um, here's what 2020 looked like for you and, and your PlayStation. And I assume you got this email or, or was this an exclusive thing for just me and my intimate relationship with uh, Jim Ryan. Yeah, no, I got this I got this email too from from the Sony as well, which was, you know, a lot of times I just ignore their spam mail cuz it's like, look at this new game or you downloaded this game or you yeah. downloaded this free thing and it's kind of annoying, but for whatever reason I was just like sitting at my desk on my phone scrolling through, check my email and in a sea of uh, not fun emails, of work emails, of emails yeah. I'd rather not have to deal with. I saw this and I was like, great. So I did the the 15 minute process of me remembering my uh, Sony online <laughs> login. <laughs> and I got to see my results. So so like let's let's look at this. So the first thing here it says the number of games you played in 2020 and and mine is 34. Ooh, mine is 36. Oh. That's We're interesting. Pretty similar on that. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm curious what your top three games are. I think we sort of talked about this uh, in the past few episodes when looking at our our gaming histories. But um, my number one is is Persona Five. I think that makes sense. Over a hundred goes without correct. saying. Yeah, 103 hours. Number two is Apex Legends with 66 hours. And then number that three number is, probably has gone up recently for you, hasn't it? Uh, it has gone up drastically. I think I'm over 100. <laughs> I think, like, like, I'm not kidding. I think I'm over 100 right now. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been putting a lot of time into that game. 
Uh, and then number three is Last of Us Part Two with 64 hours, which we sort of detailed as to why that was so high yeah. uh, the other day. <laughs> but uh, what are what are your top three? So my three are uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, How many hours? Samurai, uh, 76 hours on it. Alrighty. Cyberpunk has been 47 hours. Mm-hmm. And a surprising one that only was just eclipsed by Cyberpunk, Days Gone at 46 hours. Mm. And it's very shocking that I played that entire game in about three days. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that that's... <laughs> that, if I'm that, remembering correctly, that was a quick process. Yeah, that was the, right as the pandemic started. It was like right around the spring break. I was like, all right, let's get this going. And I, again, I got really engrossed in the story. It wasn't that I was just bored. It was like part of the story thing that kept me going. So here's another yeah. reminder to play Days Gone if you haven't. Um, you'll have a good 46 hours in there. And uh, I don't want to platinum it. That's not a game. For whatever reason, I've decided I don't want to platinum it, uh, but mm-hmm. I could if I wanted to. Did you dip on the Cyberpunk Platinum? I, I'm going to be honest. When I put that game back in uh, last week, I just was like trying to do it, and I'm like, this ain't fun, man. Yeah. This just ain't fun. And I How say that wild. after putting 47 hours into it, but that's crazy. But like, I just think like checking the boxes off, it's just not as fun as normal because I do feel like I have to be more involved than like, you know, I'll put hundreds of hours to get my Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla uh, platinum later this year. But like, that's yeah. a that's you can pay attention to that, but I, I'm pretty sure a lot of it will just be me skipping through the the text as quickly as I can at a certain point. But right, like right. cyberpunk, it's almost like so just like in your face sometimes that it's just kind of like I don't want to deal with this stupid story about this one thing and this person and mm-hmm. these were like the environments at this point are getting kind of boring. Um, I don't know. I I I don't think I'm going to see myself put another fifteen to twenty hours to platinum that game. That that makes sense. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but like I enjoyed cyberpunk, but I think if I had continued to really like see even more of what there was to offer, which spoiler alert, there wasn't a lot. Um, <laughs> it was like definitely something to, to move on from. What is what is your top yeah. genre here? Uh, I assume if, it's if the same as mine. Me and anyone knows action adventure, action adventure. Yeah. And how many hours do you have in there? Uh, 221. I have 287. And here's the thing. I'll there say this about action adventure. Like, and this is not like a new comment on the, that as a genre, but like, what does that even mean? Action adventure, like persona is action adventure. There's action, there's adventure, but like, it's an RPG. You know what I'm saying? Is that what they counted it in this genre though? I assume like, not. I assume that's RPG. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'm trying to say like, like it's a video game, so it's going to probably have either action or adventure in it. <laughs> like you would assume that, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, The Last of Us is probably action-adventure, but and Apex is probably action-adventure, but I would not say they are similar games. You know what I mean? Obviously, they do different things, but... Wouldn't Apex be a shooter? I don't know. I don't want to get in this minutia. I'm sure this list is just, like, some some computer trying to put numbers together, and they're like, this is like an action-adventure game. You get to play different characters. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, What what total number uh, of gameplay hours do you have for 2020? Uh, this, <laughs> this is going to seem low to, this seems low to me, but I guess not yeah. like in the grand scheme of things. 633. I, this also seems low to me. 682. Yeah. Like we're, I, we're like pretty close here, aren't we? I would have thought, I would have thought that's much more. Um, but, uh, this is the funny part of my, of my list. I have 633 hours played locally and a single hour played online. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think it was? Um, it would probably be Fall Guys. Okay, sure. I would assume <laughs> that would be it. 
okay you know what's weird I don't, i'm curious how, what like what exactly is counted for being online because i have 630 hours locally 92 percent of my play time and then 52 hours played online but it is already established that i played 68 hours of apex maybe some of that's menu time i guess well and then also like uh that's probably what it is isn't it and um you know i played a lot of fall guys and stuff i have zero hours in vr but that's because i don't i have a shockingly low six um so i don't know how why that's the case um, okay. I thought I, I at least worked out more playing Beat Saber at the beginning of the pandemic more than I did, but um, I guess I guess it's accurate. And I do, unfortunately, as much as I like VR, um, the thing I played the most in it this year was Dreams, uh, mm-hmm. and I just think it is a, just enough of a of a barrier to pull pull that up and get it on and pull the cords out and all that stuff that it just keeps me from playing it more than I yeah. like to. Like I have squadrons that I still have downloaded that I want to play on the VR that I have the dongle for my PS5. I just haven't done it yet. But right, right. One day. No, that makes that makes sense. And one day, you know what? One day VR will be like it'll be easy to use. One, <laughs> it just be in your head at all times. It'll look like the world is 3D. Sounds a lot like the real. Sounds a lot like the world we live in, isn't it? Mm, no. But now, but now there can be I don't know, like a like a spaceship or yeah. That's what that's what I came up with. With if the world was more fantastic, there could be a spaceship, a, which a is something that spaceship. already exists. <laughs> <laughs> how many days did you play in twenty twenty? I. Played- I, I I mistook this to be like how many total days of playing, and I was like, "Whoa!" But no, because uh, it said two hundred and two for me, and I was like, "That is too much." I'll Damn. say it right here. I think that means like individual days. Have you like turned your thing on? Uh, I played a hundred and two, and that makes a lot of sense for me because like when I play, I usually like get like hooked into a game for like hours mm-hmm. and hours at a time, um, rather than just playing like for an hour a night. Like I rarely, mm-hmm. if I'm going to play for an hour a night, that's where the switch comes in. That's that's very true. That is that makes a lot of sense. And I also think, you know, we were saying like maybe these numbers are a little bit low, but you know, you gotta imagine you're dividing that time between the Switch and your you you for your PC, me and the Xbox. So it makes sense there. Um what uh when are you playing the most? What days here? Uh, this is not shocking with my schedule. Um Sunday afternoons. <laughs> Top day. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I have I've got Wednesday nights. Wednesday Wednesday evenings. Interesting. That's an interesting one. Do you have do you have a reason as to why? Uh, well, you know this. I take Wednesdays off from work. Oh, okay. That makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, because I have don't work on Wednesday nights. Or, you know, I work during the day, during Wednesdays, but then because I'm not working the afternoon and evenings, that's typically when I'm sitting down to play some games. Um, so I'm surprised, though, it's not Friday, because that's... My lowest me. day is Friday, and I think that's because, like, COVID aside, that's, like, the day that... Um, is like the most for like things that aren't just me like i would do mm-hmm. stuff with people rather than just play games yeah yeah, person, yeah. That, but that makes sense even in a pandemic still friday's the lowest by far yeah how many uh how many total trophies have you earned uh 290 mm. 507 damn man yeah i don't know what's that's kind of whack uh, i would have thought that we were similar well, I mean, maybe I because I, I, I don't think I I only platinum one game this year. Um, really? What game? Mm, uh, I can't think of it right now, but it says I got one platinum and it was probably like a, a, a dumb. Oh, uh, well, when did I platinum the Spider-Man game? I was going to say and Astrobot. Astrobot was this year. So maybe it was Astrobot that I platinum on this. 
Uh-huh. And then I maybe it was like in January, the beginning of January. I forget, but it says yeah. one. Maybe they're lying. Or maybe it's just it says, I still haven't uploaded my trophies yet. <laughs> it says four Platinums for me and then an obscene amount of bronze, <laughs> 393. Woo. Yeah, it's quite a few. Um, moving on down the list here. And it does, I like it. It says, congratulations, in 2020, you entered the future of gaming with PS5. Um, I appreciate that sort of con- congratulatory statement because it was quite an effort to get it, as you may or may not remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you, PlayStation. I, I've i never wanted a, a company to have my money so bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, you were trying. You were really trying. I was. Uh, what was your top PS5 game? Um, uh, Miles Morales at 19 hours. So mine was Bug Snacks at nine hours, but you mm. have to remember that this is. So I got this. I got the PS5 oh. on the twenty tw- fourth. Obviously, didn't play it the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth. So like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And then yet yeah, total PS5 hours is nineteen. Uh, mine is thirty five. But again, that has to do with just when it when you got yours. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Um, and I guess, I guess this is the last thing on. In 170 trophies. Yeah. 170 trophies on PS5. That's an odd. That seems oddly high considering the ratio of how many trophies I got. Well, so you got you played some Bug Snacks. You played some Miles Morales. Astro. Astro. The other Spider Man. But again, I don't know yeah. if that popped in this or not. But it must have because I put put in Miles. I don't know. You know what? I, this is a fun list, but I'm assuming. Uh, Joe PlayStation doesn't um, doesn't really like watch me play games. I hope. Please don't. Yeah, I'm going to assume not. Yeah, I, I don't do, want that. I do have the camera, though, so oops. What do you use the camera for? VR. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's always like, plugged it's like, in because of that. Got it, got it. Um, so then, Justin, what, what, are you, what are you playing this week? I know that both of us have had busy weeks, but I know that we also both always find time for video games. Oh, always. Uh, I, I continued my my uh, plan of playing at least an hour of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, beat a couple of bosses, got myself up to level 33. I'm excited and moving towards the end of that game. Um, hopefully, I'm in Chapter 11, and I do know that there's that difficulty spike at Chapter 12-ish. So I'm waiting mm-hmm. for that one to happen. But I just finished like a big story beat, and they put me back in the open world. And I'm like, you know, I don't feel like it right now. So I just stopped, and then mm-hmm. um, I switched on to playing some Smash Bros. for a little bit. Uh, Sephiroth is still real good. Yeah? I'm a fan of him as a character in that game. I have yet to um, yet to dip in and, and try him out, but it's more of a time thing. Uh, no, anything you just, else? You just, you, just hate, you just hate Smash. That's it. You told me. Yep, I don't. Yeah, I told you in private. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after after the Smash episode we did, I was like, actually, all that was a joke. Yeah, I really just hate this game. Um, <laughs> and then I played some Destruction All Stars too, uh, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Yes, we will. I have been, as we sort of mentioned, playing a lot of Apex. I did. I did for the first time. So I have over a hundred hours now, and I did pay forty dollars for all the characters. I think that's well worth it at a certain point. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Here's the problem, Justin. So I buy all the characters. I'm like, wow. Now I get to play as anyone. And I sort of like looked around and I was like, yeah, I am going to play the characters I have been playing though. Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't know how these other guys work. <laughs> so I've been, like, I've been like dipping my toes in, but I had this like really sad realization when I played like three of the characters that I didn't have where I was like, oh, I don't like these ones. <laughs> like, um, who, do you, um, who do you normally play as? So I actually switched it up. So I, because I play with... Um, some friends, our roles sort of have changed. 
uh, I initially was was maining Lifeline because just it was always nice to not have to really need a bunch of healing items and, and things like that. But uh, as we have sort of unlocked a handful of characters just through like time playing, um, I ended up being uh, maining Loba. She was the girl who is able to like. She she has this like black market shop thing that like you can find all these all the items that are in any specific area, um, but then now that role has been taken by someone else on our team. So now I am Horizon, who is the new character from last season. She's got like a, um, like a gravity launch thing where you can like hop on it and it, and it sends you sort of flying. Uh, she's great. I like her and um, I like the game a lot. I hope so. I'm not. We we have not won in a really long time, but the the difference is we are like way more aggressive now. So like it used to be we would win every so often because we sort of would just hide the whole round. Yeah. And then um we would like stumble our way into victory, but but now we definitely like are consistently way better. But because of that, we're like a little bit more active in trying to like hey, there's people up there. Do we want to dip or we want to fight them? And you're like fight them. Yeah, I mean, I've always sort of been in that camp because I'm of the opinion, like, well, if you don't practice shooting guys, then you're not going to be good when it comes time to shoot oh, guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, winning just because you're, like, hiding and it just turns out that you get a lucky shot or they fall off a cliff is not... I don't feel good about no. that. No, and I feel great when, when we get, like, you know, a round that's only five minutes, but we were really, really active and, and got a lot done in those five minutes. I feel way better about that than, you know, getting second place, but not ever getting in a firefight until we get shot <laughs> like from right. across the map like get, um, give like 80 damage in a match but like you played it for 40 minutes and you're like how this that's happen? that's the thing it's like it's the most embarrassing thing when it's like total damage and it's like you know 45 but like play time's like 19 minutes it's like yeah i hit someone once <laughs> but um that's no, a good game but then i've also i i played and i reviewed destruction all-stars Ooh. and justin i want to talk about it all right i do not know what your temperature is on this game uh so i'm excited to hear it I want to know what your temperature is first. It is not great. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's a, it's a, vi- it's a fine video game. How much of this game have you played? Uh, I played it for like two hours, and I'm and I'm gonna be honest. I I'm done with it. I played it for nine hours in a single day because I had to review it. Ooh. So, so I woke up at eight a.m. I sat down at my TV and I got up at four p.m. to do other work, and then I sat down again at six and I played it for another two hours. And um, let me just say, that's not the way you should review video games. No, no, no. no. Uh, because, I, and, and then the next day I had to write the review, make the video, and publish it. So, like, I did not have time to sit with those feelings of being like, maybe this actually isn't that good. Yeah, just a quick full stop. Imagine having yeah. to review The Last of Us Part Two like that. Oh, my gosh. That would have been, that would have ruined that game for me just because, like, there, like, you could never, you just had to keep going. You couldn't put it down, couldn't think about it. But, like, I think this game also probably is not the ideal one, uh, Destruction All Stars, to, to review in a marathon manner. Well, it, like, the problem is because it's a multiplayer game, once you've done the modes and, like, you know, play them a few times, you're kind of like, oh, I get it. Like, I see sort of what this game has to offer. And I'll say this I actually really like the driving. And I really like the crashes. I think that they feel really good when you line up like that perfect one. I think it's it's super, super solid. But, and I think I wrote this in my review, I don't like anything else. Like anytime <laughs> you're not in a car is like the most miserable thing. <clears throat> and um, two, two of the game, there's four game modes and two of them are completely worthless. Like completely, like don't even try them. Um, so what did, what did, how do you feel about it? <laughs> So uh, I, 
it there there's so many games I'd rather play than this that are games like this. Yeah. I would rather play a game like uh Fall Guys if we're talking about an online thing than this, mm-hmm. noting that I've played it only for an hour. Um <laughs> yeah. And ultimately like a, a game that is an easy comparison because it was also something that was launched initially on um PlayStation Plus uh would be Rocket League. Like I yeah. cannot I cannot justify putting another minute into this game when Rocket League exists. <laughs> And I know that sounds harsh, but like I, I just it, it's completely average in so many levels, and it's just ultimately the moment-to-moment gameplay is just not fun. It's so weird. So like I reviewed it, and, and the score I gave it, I gave it a seven point five. Uh, now, sort of having sat with it a little bit, I'd probably go a little bit lower. But um, like a six nine or <laughs> I know that number. That's the sex one. Um, <laughs> but like. I've I've opened it up sort of in between games that I've been playing on on my PS5 and I play around and I'm like actually I think I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like actually maybe that's okay. Uh, it's just like there's nothing again I I like the crashes, I like the driving which is not typical for me. I I typically really don't like driving in video games uh cuz it's always like as as a human being who knows how to drive a car in real life like I guess you're doing it as good as you possibly can by converting all of those things into onto a controller. But like, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. If that makes any sort of sense. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's like not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the problems I have with it are a couple, uh, a couple of common ones is like, Playing offline, which again, clearly with my one hour of online play last year, shows you that I'm not really into that playing that many things um, mm-hmm. online. That's not like a fun. That's not my priority when playing games. The um, your progression, you don't level up by playing offline, which oh, really? I'm not a fan of because like the, any little practice you do it just doesn't count for anything. So to, to level yourself up and get some of the upgrades and stuff, you gotta be online. I think there's that. What, what's that game mode? It's almost like the story mode, but it's kind of like stupid. <laughs> the one you have to buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember. It was like one of the challenge things that yeah. was like you get one for free and then it's like and you got to buy the other one. Yeah. I played it. I played all the levels on there and I was like, uh, I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> like and, like if, if this is what you wanted to launch this and make me want to buy this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm okay. And like all that stuff, too. Like when, when you're doing that, it's all like the you're just having to beat this character in a mission. It's not like there's anything like right, crazy to tricky. do with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just more of the game with a little bit of an intro when it's like, this is your opponent, beat them. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. It, it's just exceptionally average. And, like, you have all these different characters in it, which is, I, I, on the surface, kind of like a cool thing. And some of the characters have just, like, a fun attitude. Like, I love um, the box guy with the box on his head. That's oh, totally really? my vibe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, box Stop <laughs> is his name. How did I forget that? Um, yes. I also like Twinkle Riot, spelled like with a T W exclamation mark N K L E capital R one O T. Like that's great. Is Twinkle that the is that the cat head one? Yeah, the cat head one with like the the winking and stuff like that. Yeah, like the Daft Punk face. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> and they're just like we like f- some of the characters are memorable. Other ones just look like similar versions of other ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Um... I like Hannah. She's the one who's like wearing like a space marine suit. Yeah, <laughs> her yeah, car. yeah, yeah. Uh, her car is like a giant knife. I actually like that one a lot. And then I liked uh, Genesis. She's the like she's really fast. Her her movement speed is like really high. And then her car is the one that like moves. Like it's it's like alt is like 
go really fast, which I find to be advantageous in a game where it's about going fast. Um, yeah, it, did you play online? Yeah, I'm bad, apparently. Uh, like, real bad. So here's here's what's actually, like, the, actually the most interesting part about this whole game uh, is that the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller microphone was absolutely a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Because did you play it? Did you play this? Uh, start playing this before they patched in the ability to mute the the lobby. Uh, I must have done it afterwards because I had my controller muted and I have my settings, so like uh, you can't hear me. Yeah. Okay. So when I started, I always I push a little button to make sure my computer my controller is muted, just because. I don't want you hearing me listening to podcasts, <laughs> like <laughs> you know. Um, but so I started it up, and there's no discernible way to mute the the lobby when you're playing. Hmm. So I started up, it's 8 a.m. And like I, in, in the second match, I, I heard the first racial slur of the day. Oh, and I good. was like, you know what? I'm going to look up how to change this. And like, there was like very little information about it because the game had just come out. Um, but you had to like go into your PlayStation settings and like mute in-game chat and stuff. It's so weird cool. um, that they would not want that. And I guess, you know, it is cool that like, you don't need a headset now to, to play games, which I to and like talk to people, which is a cool feature, but like, but if you're the kind of person who wants that, you would probably have a headset, you know, because exactly, like, it yes, better. yeah. So, like, I'm gonna be curious how games sort of go at that in the future. I assume it's like the same, it's gonna be the same as it always is. If you want to be on, you'll be on, but um, you're not on by default because that was just like very surprising. It felt like people were like in my house, you know, like I'm just exp- yeah. explaining what the internet is like because so many, but, but so many people probably don't even aren't even aware that their their mic is on, so they're just like talking naturally too. Like it's just like right, whatever. yeah. So it is it that's baffling to me, but yeah, it's it's a fine game. It's fun enough to play for a little bit, but then that was really all there was to it i got i got to admit something like the yeah. the microphone thing for the dual sense uh sucks i think to a certain degree like that that the fact that that's just like the standard i think that's annoying um but when i was playing this game i'm going to say i had a hard week but i don't think this has to do with using my hands and my hands hurting constantly holding down the trigger to accelerate after a while on this controller really hurt my hand yeah um and it's. I feel like it's part of like where my my palm like is supported on the right mm-hmm. side of the controller because like the way the dual sense works, it like doesn't have like a long little little thing. It's almost like flat at the very end. So my right. hand was like kind of curved around in a weird way. In a game when you're constantly try go trying to go fast, I almost said try go fast. Uh, a game <laughs> when you're trying to go fast constantly and you're always holding down the trigger to drive. Like my my hand legitimately like whenever I like got out of my car I like was happy because I could like put my hand down and just run so like yeah. it wouldn't hurt anymore um, and I just I just feel like that's not the game's fault I feel like that might be a controller thing because this is the first like racing constantly holding down a, a button like that uh, that I played um, and I know I could probably get... go in and change controls but I would prefer if it was more like a Mario Kart like accelerator rather than the the triggers. Yeah, do you get that when you play? I mean, like, I know we were just talking about Cyberpunk, but, like, that's the most recent, like, driving, the game with, like, driving in it. Do you get that when, when you play that game? No, because I feel like I'm more active about, like, taking my con- my hand off the controller a little bit with that yeah, yeah. and stuff, and I'm not constantly just putting it down all the way. And with the right. adaptive trigger stuff, too, I tend to push harder then because, mm-hmm. like, they have, like, uh, if your car is the more damaged, there's yeah. resistance to it. So the fact that I'm legitimately, like, 
doing that initial push down, then my finger is just more tense to begin with. It was really hard for me to hold the the controller. And I know this hmm. sounds like I'm a little baby baby gamer, but remember, I'm a baby gamer that's not very good at the games, but I do like playing them. So if I'm playing yeah. a game that is very average and then my hand hurts to play it, guess what? I'm probably not going to be playing <laughs> yeah, it's like on my definitely system. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I do think that like the the one really cool thing that the DualSense did through that game is like if you if a tire pops and you're like going on like I don't know how cars work but when you're dra- like dragging on on the ground like you can feel it like clicking and like as if like there's something that's underneath the wheel like in the tire mm-hmm. that is like caught on one little side of it that's going like around and hitting yeah. the ground and going over um so like I thought that was really cool but yeah it, it is a it is a perfectly passable game at least in my experience, that is totally fine. It has some cool elements, but they are not enough to get around the other not great stuff. Like like the matchmaking was like horrifically bad for me. It took um, a long time to load, and you had to press the button sometimes in weird ways. Yeah, that, like yeah. you had to like accept it, accept it, and it was like even weird after a match. It's like they didn't want you to keep playing after a match, right? <laughs> like yes. normally you're like kind of like automatically put into the the lobby again, but like this one was just kind of like you have to opt in instead of opt. It gives- like it's just weird. It gives you like 250 seconds to look at the scoreboard. Right. At the end of the game or if you hold down X for, you know, 2 seconds, then it'll it'll reduce that number to 5. It's so wild that they wouldn't just be like, "Here's, you know, 10 seconds of looking at this. This is all the information you need to, you need to know. You're bad. You're bad. You're great." Uh <laughs> moving on, you know. I I, but, I mean, I you you seem to be just kind of like it's fine. I'm very like just like this is not fine as a game. Like yeah. I just I just don't I don't think it's it's fun enough to play to justify people playing it. Um, if it wasn't free on PlayStation Plus, I would feel like this is absolutely something that you should not purchase. Um, I mean, try it out. That's fine. But like, I, I just don't know. I just don't. I, it, the the trying to find action in a match mm-hmm. of a destruction derby is not yeah. fun. Right. Like trying to get to people and attack them and hit them it's just it's not great i mean the cars the different cars they have are very just like eh, whatever i mean they kind of control different like this is a big fat clunker this is a quick little fast one that dies in two hits um i mean each character has like a a, a move when they are on the foot but like mm-hmm. those moves are inconsequential because you're powerless when you're on foot yeah um and then you have special cars and i do think that s- certain cars are better than others um mm-hmm. in, in the game which just like with uh um, when uh, with certain games like that will d- dictate who you play based on what their quote unquote alt is because like it's some are just some bad. are just better yeah, yeah. um I, the the running around they have like light parkour stuff but oh, it's it, so, that's really bad it doesn't feel good I think no. it w- I wish there was a a grappling hook yeah sure like I think that would be fun to like get up on ledges and stuff like uh if it would be kind of like Spider-Man almost like how you could just like mm-hmm. zip up and stuff like that would that would make the traversal a little bit more fun and quick and it would just feel like you could do more stuff when you're on foot but mm-hmm. you know I, I think it's so appropriate that in the game your your characters are just like as they're running on the ground like they literally look like they're like flailing their arms and like <laughs> yeah, yeah because you are powerless but there's so much of this game that you are powerless for um one of the game modes I put more time in than to the other ones because I actually thought it was kind of fun in a weird way. Carnado? But also Carnado. Yeah, that's the good one. That's yeah. like the really good one. I, I enjoyed it. and uh, But the problem with that is once you explode your car, then having to run to get another one. Like yeah. every time I did that, I was like, well, I, some of the cars you're literally in for like a minute, not even, like doing mm-hmm. whatever you got to do with them and then getting their damage down. Um, but... I, it, this might be a, again a me problem, me being a bad gamer, me no good at games. But 
the it was also really hard to know who was on your team and who was not. No, that was that is a. I did not think that was very clear. Uh, okay, and like I know when you like get into a car, it kind of shifts color based on your character or team. Um, yeah. But it was so light and like hard to see that you're just going off of like their their health bars almost trying to find them. But then like it just made it so much more difficult to me because instead of just looking for action i was looking for cars and there didn't seem to be the levels in some cases were too big so you wouldn't be able to like find opponents that's why i like the carnado one because everyone was at least centered around that area generally so it wasn't like people were just driving around and everything but um i don't know i i still want to go back and say that if you if you're interested in playing this game play rocket league uh it's free now and I think those cars feel better. The action is more fun. The online is more fun. L- literally everything about that game is better than this one. And that's a free game. And I know this is technically a free game, but also the microtransaction stuff in there is annoying. I don't feel like the, pre- the, the stuff is predatory in um, Rocket League, even though it is a free-to-play model now. So yeah. I don't know, man. I, is there a battle pass on this? <laughs> there probably will be. I mean, <laughs> like... I w- like they they had announced that they are doing like a a year's worth of content after launch but i am going to be interested to see how many people are continue con- like continuing to actually play it after like this these first two weekends because like like this is sort of this is a great segue into sort of the topic here of the episode so this was initially uh, when it first was announced and whatever they were taking pre-orders for this game before they ended up shifting it to PS plus for uh uh, $70. 70 bucks for this game is ridiculous. It's it's I am curious if there was stuff that was cut that they were like, "Okay, we're going to put it back in and, you know, keep people sort of around to 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 you know, keep interest in the game up, you know, that that sort of one year of post-launch content. I'm curious if that's what that is or what because for $70 if I had bought this game, I would have been like really, really. Oh, upset. absolutely! I mean, I would even go along the lines of thirty dollars would be not worth it. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. So, like, games have we have just now seen a like a, a price change in video games. We've seen two. The first is, and I don't know what the first game that did this was, um, but games like smaller games sort of dropped to being $40. And then those big triple a games were, um, are 60. And uh, then now what's that? Uh, I, I don't know if this was like the first one, but I remember it was like a big first party one when they came out with the ratchet and clank remake. Yes. That yes. one was $40. Uh, and that was like a memorable one that this is a quality game. That is a good game. That is 40 bucks. And people are like, oh, yeah, right, I see that. I see you. And then, and then now with this new generation of consoles, PlayStation Five games are seventy dollars, and those, you know, forty dollars games have now been bumped up to fifty. So like, it's just a ten dollars increase. And I am curious what you think about that. Would you say that in general that price jump is a good thing? Like, where do you where do you sort of fall with that? Uh, I you know. I would say some of my purchasing of games has changed slightly just for mm-hmm. the purposes of this this podcast to try to stay updated and current with stuff. Like, I want to make sure I'm buying stuff when it's new to play it and, like, be there um, in that conversation. Because I think if I, I, I would not have bought Cyberpunk at launch if it wasn't for this podcast. Sure. I mean, I, I wanted to, but then when I started hearing stuff about it, I would not have bought it at launch, right? <laughs> right, yeah. 
Um, so I think that there is are parts of me that it, it has been buying newer stuff because of that, just to like talk about it and have content. Mm-hmm. However, I normally don't buy games that are new. I, I do look for sales. I wait for things. Um, yeah. Occasionally, there might be, you know, usually Sony first party games are ones I'll buy right away because um, I usually enjoy those games uh, a lot. And those are the kind of like clearly action adventure games that I like to play. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of these games being expensive and 60 to $70, it like doesn't necessarily affect me or hurt me because I usually wait till they go on sale um, when I purchase them. And I, I totally think that there are a place for games to be $70 um, that I don't think that that's the wrong thing. I mean, games probably more money is spent on games than ever before now uh, yeah. for development of good games. And, uh, you know, all of that stuff, it, it costs more money to make games than ever. And I, I think that if the price doesn't go up, the quality of games will go down. Yeah. Personally. But then you get games like Destruction All-Stars that, should not be a $70 game. Well, okay. So like what's interesting to me, and I'm curious what this is going to look like in the future. Um, but you get games like Assassin's Creed, like in the past, what I think two or three of those games, they have the base version of the game, or you can get, what is it like the ultimate edition, or you can get the legendary edition, which, you know, right, right. Where they get more and more expensive because they include more and more in-game items. And it's like, okay, well now you're going to get the DLC because you've got the season pass and, and all that kind of stuff. And for me personally, I, I typically never get those deluxe editions of games and stuff just because I'm usually like, yeah, I want to spend $60 on this, not a hundred dollars. And, and, if I want those additional things, I'll I will pay for them. And I, I agree uh, with you on that. That I would buy those games when they're on sale later. Like if they have the two games next to oh, each other, yeah. the deluxe edition or the regular edition, and the deluxe edition is like five bucks more, I will go with the deluxe edition then. But yes, like initially, yes. no, I don't even know if I like the game. So why would I buy the season pass and DLC before I played it? Exactly, and and that's where I'm sort of at. But I guess my question is, and, and obviously this is not a question that can be answered right now, but I'm curious what you think of it. I'm curious if. That sort of stuff, as this price change sort of starts to happen, I'm curious if that sort of stuff starts to go away because the games are being sold for more money. What do you think? I don't think so. I, I, feel I was going like, to say, I don't think so either. I feel like those are, are the business models that are, are making money now and that people are mm-hmm. doing that because that's how they're going. going that, that, I think that's how they justify not ri- raising prices of games sooner is by having these DLCs and these... Um, deluxe editions that people will buy so if you like the game and you want to support the game the reason you buy the deluxe edition day one is not just because like oh there's the content on this is that much better you do it because you like the game and you just want the stuff and you and i i would say you do it to support the developer more um right. because like if you're really you know only buying the deluxe edition for the extra skin and the soundtrack you're crazy yeah well i, I mean cr- crazy is the wrong word but like money's not an issue for you like if you're right, anyone right. who's ever gamed on a budget, thing. yeah. If you're anyone who's ever gamed on a budget, like I would, you know, not. I'm sorry, skins are cool sometimes, but I don't care at a certain point. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's the whole thing. Like, it is, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Like hearing, I remember when they announced, like, okay, PS5 games are going to be seventy bucks, and I don't know what Microsoft is planning on doing, but to my understanding, they are going to be raising their prices as well. Am I making that up? I'm sure it would not be a situation where, like, Assassin's Creed is 
$70 on the PlayStation 5 and $60 on the Xbox One. I, right. I, I don't have the research or stuff to, to back that up, but um, uh, Ubisoft in that case would not do that do that unless they had like a marketing deal with someone so if playstation is gonna make that the requirement then ubisoft will be like well i guess we're only going to be selling stuff on xbox like i think there is give and take but i think sony first party being 70 dollars, i think that makes sense and i enjoy the Mm -hmm. quality of those games and i would support that because i want it i want more last of us moments in my life well that that's the thing when when this announcement sort of came i think it was with one of the many ps5 announcement videos that they did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like people people were really upset and i do sort of understand like even though it is a, only a ten dollar increase i can justify buying a sixty dollar game sometimes but hearing seventy dollars that starts to be like oh dear well, does 69.99 do anything for you oh uh, it does me very right but um <laughs> but uh it, it's just like i don't it it is weird that to me that people were so upset because you take a look at like what are the, a lot of the big problems in the gaming industry the the big one that a lot of people like to talk about is things like crunch and development issues and the mistreatment of workers and mishandling of labor and and stuff like that and to me it's kind of like i will pay and not that this is going to solve it by me giving you 10 extra dollars but like i am happy to pay more for a game or a product if i know that the people who made it didn't have to like suffer if does that make sense like it just to me like the outrage when it first came out was so weird because it was kind of like well no this is this means this is good for those people this is good for for the the community at large at least i think but what do you think? I, I would generally agree with that, that I, I think by paying more money, you're only supporting developers a little bit more and that, like, you know, you would hope that by spending more money, they, they don't have to uh, crunch, that they can hire more people. But I also know capitalism is uh, kind of predatory and yeah. people will buy stuff and people will make more money. That doesn't mean the developers will get the more money directly. Like, you know, even CD Projekt Red, a lot of those bonuses were initially based on how well the game sold. Or no, yeah. no, how, sorry, how it reviewed. And they eventually took that yes, off yes, because yes. of all the other issues that were going on and everything in the company. So they still got their bonuses and everything. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the, the people who are going to benefit from the price like the price increase is not just the small developers unless it's like an independent game but independent games aren't $70 a piece it's the big companies that are going to see more of these gains Mm -hmm. Um, and are the big companies uh, like the CD Projekt Reds or the Ubisofts are they going to take that gain and then give it back to their developers no they're making more money for getting the same product so I, I I do think like we as consumers have a very important role in how games are not only priced, but how developers are paid. And mm-hmm. if you look at CD Projekt Red, everyone still pre-order that game. It's still one of yeah. the best-selling games, uh, launch games ever. The, it's made back its marketing budget. It's hard for CD Projekt Red to look at that but on the company standpoint, the, the suits sitting around a table, and be mm-hmm. like, we... You know, we 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 shouldn't have done what we did. They were like, well, we made all our money back. What's the big deal, right? Yeah. We don't have to worry about paying our developers more or whatever. It's fine. We we still made money. This is still profitable. We'll work on our marketing, maybe in our communication of things. But like, yeah, we're not gonna spend more money on the developers. And 
I think that's just one of the sad things about video games, too, to a certain point, that these big companies are the ones that have the resources to keep making games come out while the pe- people who are going to be suffering are indie games. And yeah. uh, if you raise every game to a $70 game, indie developers will be the ones that get hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's that's sort of what I mean. It's like the idea of, oh, well, I will pay more for this product that I like because I want to support the people who make it definitely does. I'm more likely to buy an indie game full price than I am to buy a triple A game full price because of that reason. And usually it's cheaper, but like, that's the whole thing, right? Okay. Well, I'm going to pay $70 for Assassin's Creed or whatever. And it's like, well, who's, who's really getting that money. And like, I'm curious, like I assume that everyone's hourly wages or, or, you know, uh, not stipend, uh, like, like salaries. I assume that did not go up proportionally right. you know, yeah. to, to account for all of that money. Um, I, if I'm wrong, I would love to be wrong. I think that would be awesome, but I assume that they're not like, Oh, well now we can pay everyone extra with all this money. It's, it's probably going to the higher ups and, and things like that, but definitely not the people who are like sort of smaller working on that sort of thing. Yeah, like I guarantee you when, when the GameStop, uh, the GameStop stocks were surging, uh, the people at GameStop weren't like, Oh, we have more money for a brief amount of time. Let's give it <laughs> right, to yes. our employees. The, the CEO is probably like, you know what? I'm just going to try to ride this out the best I can here and <laughs> keep this money for myself. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know how um, stocks work too, by the way. So I don't know how if they actually gain money from all this or <laughs> in the long run, they've lost money, but I don't, I don't think so, but I also don't, know enough to dispute it you know what i'm saying so i was just gonna let you talk and i was like oh that sounds interesting i didn't know that <laughs> but I, I, well i said capitalism to make myself sound smart earlier so you know trying to throw that into this conversation it sound like i know what i'm talking about no i think you talk good um <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, it's interesting you 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 created a little chart for us here based on um uh techraptor.net um their their information from an article titled the cost of gaming since 1970 since the 1970s um and it, it's very detailed and sort of lets you know how much things cost way back when on the atari uh 2600 and then what things cost now and looking at this chart like i'm not going to read every single thing but you look at the price of um uh, of games and it is like basically been unchanged yeah, like the biggest, the biggest, uh, the older games, like in the in 1977, the Atari 2600, the average cost of a game was 39.99, which yeah. with inflation today is 170.70. So uh, that's a lot of that's money wild. for a video game. Yes, I would not pay 10 cents for most Atari 2600 games today, <laughs> let alone 170 dollars. <laughs> but exactly, yeah. Um, but then the NES uh, was uh, $45, uh, and that came out to about 108 today. Super Nintendo was $59.99, which comes out to about 118 today. And then once we get in the PlayStation, it's generally around 50 to 8, like 50 cost for games, and then about 80 to like 70 to 80 for the adjusted price of inflation with those. Mm-hmm. And it's really been hanging around um, anywhere from uh, you know sixty to um, uh, eighty since the PlayStation uh, One came out. In terms of adjusting for inflation, right? Yeah, adjusting for inflation. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you look at so like PS Two games, GameCube games, 
uh, original Xbox games, those are all $49.99. But then we get to the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and um, Wii U. And that is when things make that jump to being $59.99. And they've sort of stayed there. Obviously, um, there are some outliers in terms of like handheld portable things. But, you, you, you know, that was not that long ago, that jump. I mean, you know, to the PS3 and... and Xbox 360, it's 2005, 2006. So that's not that long ago. I mean, it's, you know, 14 years or so, but that's only two console generations ago. So jumping up $10 again, I I, I think it's not that bad. Right. And, all and, things considered. And I mean, these are averages, of course, like N64. I know that those prices in general were higher because the cartridges were harder to get uh, for those. So that ended up costing a little bit more for some of those games yeah. than um, other ones around that time. But you know, prices do go up, and people would come back and argue, like, well, most most game sales are, are digital nowadays, so, like, there's not mm-hmm. the, the production costs in the same way that you normally would get. I mean, that is true, but, like, still, prices are rising in general like the the dot like inflation is a thing that you got to consider and that steadily, we can clearly see right, right here steadily yeah. since the 70s the price of video games adjusted for inflation has gone down yes and that's even with like some of the costs of the initial games going up so like this is this was bound to happen just from a market standpoint from a from a mm-hmm. numbers and x's and o's kind of thing like you need it x's and o's not only am i using words like uh, capitalism. I'm now using football terms. Super Bowls. Today. Oh, anyway. Um, uh, yes, it is. But um, it like it makes sense that that a move like the games being seventy dollars would happen. Yeah, I'm not shocked you- by this. I'm not upset by this. I think it it should happen. Um, but I I understand from an average gamer's perspective how that is rough, especially if you're someone who buys a Call of Duty every year or a Madden mm-hmm. every year that you have to get the new game to get the new roster. It's not like you can buy Madden. Uh, 2020 from last year today at a cheap price at a steal because then you wouldn't have updated rosters like you wouldn't right. want to do that so that kind of does suck for those games but you know but I, I think like just looking at the inflation like okay it used to be the value of 170 dollars for atari games that paying 70 dollars for assassin's creed didn't sound that bad <laughs> you know, like like that sounds okay uh, in, in terms of, you know, thinking about that from a that sort of context. I have a question. Do you think that they're ever going to just be like, mm, let me rephrase this. When they eventually hike the prices up even more, as I assume it will continue to happen as video games continue to be around and as our economy shifts and whatever, do you think it's always going to be Ten like a a price jump in like $10 or $5 or whatever? Or do you think they're ever going to just be like, you know what? Video games are $100 now, like full stop. I think what, like with inflation purposes, as long as that ratio is pretty similar to like how much mm-hmm. games are, are actually costing. Um, but the, the, the great thing about, like again, going back to the idea of capitalism, is that if that is not going to work, then it won't work. But I think there's so many different types of video games like out there and what i mean by it won't work it's like if you raise it too high people won't buy stuff anymore right but with video games not only do you have those like big triple a games that are like the assassin's creeds that eventually if you make that 150 dollars, people might not buy that but mm-hmm. you always have like the indie games that don't cost as much to do that you can still have games like you know baba is you come out that right, i'm pretty right. sure the production cost on that wasn't like 
as <laughs> it's not millions yeah, and millions of not, dollars. It's right? not it's not Assassin's Creed. So if the prices get too high on one end, the indie games will become more popular and more people will play those games, and then that's where the focus will be. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the games will never be priced to a point where people are like, this is ridiculous because of just having a free market capitalist society. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is one of the good things about video games. And I do think prices are pretty fair. And if you're patient, prices are exceptionally fair. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I used to, in college, I used to just go to the, back when Toys R Us was around, I would go to Toys R Us and just go to their, like, um, games under $20. And it would just be, like, huge AAA titles from last year. It's like, oh, cool. I'm going to play Alien Isolation or Shadow of Mordor or whatever. Uh, did I... I had like that came right off the dome. I think that's probably where I got those. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, like, those, are, those were not like, but anyway, um, or like, you know, I'd go to GameStop and th- uh, th- at least the GameStop near me doesn't really have the pre-owned thing, like the kiosk setup right now, but I think that's because of uh, COVID. But like that, that was the kind of thing where, yes, you do have like tons and tons of FIFA 2016 and and madden and whatever but every now and then you're like yo titanfall 2 is five dollars yeah i'll pay i'll get titanfall 2 or you know whatever um so yeah i I think if you're if you're patient totally totally is fine and obviously it sucks to have to wait sometimes but well i mean (laughs) we're even talking about like immortals phoenix rising when i bought that game um, it was what, it, 30 bucks? Yeah, it went from being, I think it was like 30 or 40 regardless, but I waited like three weeks after it was released and I bought it. Yeah. And it was $40. And I was like, okay, that's great. <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah. okay. <laughs> I heard I heard Cyberpunk was half off on Steam, <laughs> which is like. Wonder why. That, yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay, I've, I've got a sort of follow up question with all of this. So, like the numbers, the numbers and stuff, like that is. I think simple to comprehend and whatever, but in terms of like how you feel about it, if you are buying a $70 game now, now that the prices have jumped, what, like how long does that game need to be? What do you need to get out of that experience to, to walk away and be like, that was $70. It's funny because like, as I get older, um, the quality of the game rather than the length of the game is the thing that I care more about. Right. Um, Right. Like, you know, uh, I'm going to use The Last of Us Part Two as an example because, in terms of like production quality, I think that's one of the greatest games we've ever seen, um, or at least recently yeah. seen in terms of production quality. Like a game like that, that's animated like that, that um, like you, I think you were telling me about the the animation of her taking her shirt off was like, oh yeah, everyone was like, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. It, it looks good, and it, like her body doesn't like clip through it. Yeah, yeah, like that's like an amazing thing that they animated and. Yeah. You know, the motion capture, the the the, the faces. Uh, we were talking about how in the, the game, like the medium, like they look so like robotic and stiff. Where in The Last of Us, they are so natural and with everything that they do. Um, you know, if The Last of Us was eight hours, but that kind of quality game, like I would pay seventy dollars for that personally. Yeah, I'm from a position of you know I, I have enough disposable income to spend that kind of money on games occasionally. Right, right. Um, but um. Then you have games like Apex that yeah. is infinitely playable. You can play for hours and hours and hours and hours. I think the quality of that game is high. Um, what is the right price point for a game like that? I think that game is well worth $70. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But also, I don't think that game would have probably caught on the same way if it was $70. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think it, at least for me, it's about is this a quality game or not? It, is the medium worth $70? Absolutely. For, for me, no. Yeah, I was like, Ugh. right. <laughs> like, you liked it. And, I liked and it. But no. uh, again, I think part of the reason I like that is because I didn't pay for it outright. I bought, had a yeah. game pass. I, like, I enjoy that experience with it. But if I spent $70 on that game, you can better believe I wouldn't have been happy with that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because of the length thing. I think it was the polish thing. But that game was short, like eight hours for a, a sloppy 70, oh wait, no, wait, $70 for an eight-hour sloppy kind of game like that. That's hard to, to, to justify. To justify, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if what if that was an amazing eight hours? Like a life-changing, beautiful, wonderful, life-changing eight hours. Yeah, I could justify seventy dollars. Then maybe I guess. So I think time I, is important, but yeah, because it's hard. It's hard because I mean, The Last of Us Part Two is a game that we liked so much that we started a podcast. So, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, like that's literally how it was. Um, and and like, yeah, I would pay seventy. I would pay seventy dollars for it. Obviously, I had my playtime if it was like sixty four hours, but. To, to play that game from start to finish, I think our run was like 26 hours or so. That's, that's a long time for a video game. One might say but it's, it's all, over a day. Uh, one might say that, and one would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, is, that is a not inconsequential amount of time to put, put into a video game. But you look at, I, just, I completed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, in, it was like 65 hours. That felt too long. But I know that people love, like someone like me who plays a lot of games, I typically enjoy a shorter experience as long as that shorter experience is like really, really high quality. I know that some people are getting one to two games every year. Yeah. So $70 for Assassin's Creed Valhalla makes a lot of sense, even though it's, it's longer. I would say it's less high quality in, in certain areas and whatever than a game like last of us part two. But those, again, those games set up to do different things. But, um, that game is a game I think is worth $70 despite me not walking away being like that changed my life. You know, um, <laughs> you look at a game like Spider-Man miles Morales. That's what six, eight hours. Mm-hmm. I-, I believe that is or one of the 19 games. 19 if you're me. I guess so. Um, I think that's one of those games that is what the, um, well, that was like one of those mid tier price games, right? 40 bucks yeah. for the base version. Yeah. That then on the PS five jumps to $50. And then even I think the deluxe edition that includes the uh, like original Spider-Man goes from $60 to $70. I am perfectly fine with paying $70 for Spider-Man Miles Morales, even though it was not 60 hours like Assassin's Creed, because I think that the quality was so good and I liked it so much that I was, and also it didn't overstay its welcome. I was able to walk away and be like, that was great. Yeah, I, I mean, and that, <laughs> that's kind of funny, though, because I would totally pay $70 for that Miles Morales experience. I did enjoy mm-hmm. it, even without the, the Ultimate Edition, because I, I did buy the Ultimate Edition, but I would have spent $70 if that was my only option. Mm-hmm. But I also have to appreciate how consumer-friendly PlayStation was by making that 49 to $50. Uh, and what, what, like, what do you mean? Because, like, it's not a game that you would, you're going to play for, like, 50 hours. And, like, they, mm-hmm. they were saying this is not the same length as a game like spider-man the original one was so right. we're gonna make this worth less money because it's not the same full experience even though arguably it was a full experience and i enjoyed yeah. it arguably better than the original spider-man mm-hmm. yeah no it, it, and 
I think that just hits on exactly what you're saying, where if the medium was as high quality as Spider-Man Miles Morales, yeah, I'd pay $70 for it. Because they were about the same length, at least in my playthrough of it. You got to be but, worse at games. Games are much longer when you're bad at them. I know, I know. It's just I'm too elite. It's that gamer too... chair that really changed you. <laughs> it really is, you know? yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Like trying to understand the value of things is is such an interesting conversation. And that line is so different for everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, and yeah, with video games, think of all the different things. You can buy the 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 expensive games. You can buy the used games. You can play free to play games and never put a cent into it. You can play right. free to play games and put thousands of dollars into it. Yeah, like, yeah, there, yeah. There's so many different options out there for gamers that it's so accessible and there's so many different things that you can play. Like I think that's great about games. Um speaking of when I didn't when I was playing Destruction All Stars initially, I didn't put this together mm. in my head. But you mentioned the microtransactions. Yeah. I hope I hope that these were only added once they decide to make this game free. The, and that's sort of what we were talking about earlier. When this was initially $70, I think that this game probably looked a little bit different. Right, yeah. Because I, like, truly, honestly, imagining paying $70 and opening up being like four game modes... Two of them are complete garbage. Right. And then the like challenge modes or whatever it is are also like completely uninteresting and like not engaging at all. Yeah, I would be pretty mad. Yeah. That said, I don't. Did you think that there were like a lot of microtransactions in it? Well, no, but to, were... to, to get like the skins, you, right, needed, you had to you, pay. Because yeah. the, the two currencies, again, I didn't go too much into this because I never deal with, with microtransactions, but they have the two currencies that you get one, I think, for just playing, the other one for paying. Yeah. Um, and that you do that for cosmetics and then they had it for the, the single player mode, which is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was like, uh, really bad. Um, yeah. Uh, I have to imagine that that was in there before they made it free to play. You know, what is this battlefront two? Am I right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, yeah, kind <laughs> of like, or, or it's so weird because, because online games have, I think moved kind of far away from the way it used to be and and not trying to be like, it was so great back then. Cause obviously I think there are problems there. And I also don't mind being able to just buy a skin that I want. But if you remember, like, I don't know how much online Halo reach you ever played. I played a lot. Um, there was, or maybe this was Halo three. There was like a, uh, a helmet that you got and like a samurai sword that you got to go on your back that I think if you were like ranked, a certain thing or maybe it was like beating the campaign on legendary that just unlocked nowadays and i'm going to be interested to see how halo infinite sort of handles this all that online stuff all those different like customizable cosmetic stuffs stuff are definitely going to be locked behind microtransactions you know yeah so like in call of duty you would have to level up to get the guns that you wanted to get the skins that you wanted to get the whatever and i think that that system works really well um but like trying to imagine like destruction all-stars if they had that so that you know you level up you get the skins i'm imagining the answer is probably no so like a, a game like apex you have characters mm -hmm. who are locked behind a paywall why is that okay in your head because i think for whatever reason i think that that's okay for me like i'm not a, a, a like 
opposed to that but like why yeah yeah okay so here's so here's the thing about apex so there are three currencies <laughs> um like, yeah you want to talk about currencies uh, let's talk about genshin impact because i am confused <laughs> and i put a lot of hours in that game <laughs> that game has like nine yeah but um okay okay i actually you know it's it's interesting that you bring up genshin impact and i would say it's probably for a similar reason why i think it's fine um because you one of the currencies it's like red and has an l on it i don't know which one i assume they call like legend coins or something <laughs> um <laughs> that is earned by leveling up through playing the game you once you have twelve thousand of that and you get that in 600 um like increments um once you have 1200 of that you can unlock a character so for me as someone who's like yeah i'm probably not going to put a lot of money into this game paying fate like like when i had enough to unlock a character it was like exciting and I got to think about like, okay, who do I want to play? Whatever. And then when you unlock it, you play the character and they either suck or they're great. Um, I think I will say this. I think all the characters are actually pretty good. Um, but that is the kind of thing that like, that's what makes it okay because you can unlock the characters by playing a lot. You can make it easier by just buying them. Um, or you can get them through grinding levels and whatever. However, it takes a minute. And if you are uninterested in doing that, the cool thing about Apex is... Um, the characters that are free that are just unlocked right away, I think are all pretty good. And, and they all have, there are certain strengths and weaknesses in the same way that all the characters are. And I think it's a pretty overall really balanced game. There are some characters that are just like, I wouldn't pick because of that, those reasons, but like, it's also a little bit of personal preference. Um, Caustic still sucks and you had to pay for him. Oh, I like, I like him. Throw down the big mine, make everyone make everyone no I, often. I, I was throwing down my mic but i didn't want to because this is expensive being like if you like caustic then this podcast is over what if <laughs> <laughs> i like him i like caustic but but yeah so my my incomprehensible rant here is like i think it's okay because eventually you can get these characters through playing the game or you can buy them if you want or you don't have to and they're they're the characters that are there are still good yeah because it's not pay to win Correct. Like it doesn't Correct. feel like I gotta be this new character to win this game. Um, I think there's certain advantages to having all the characters if you're trying to think of team composition and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's not like I need it to win because I'm still I'm I'm I again I have I haven't purchased any money in, in um, put any money into Apex, but um, uh, Lifeline and Bloodline are my mains, and I'm okay yeah. with that. Well, and and here's Blood the thing about Hound, that too, Bloodhound. Bloodhound yeah. yeah. Um, there are like with with each season they sort of rebalance characters and guns and everything right but with um those characters like people make tier lists of of, of like okay here's here are the bad characters here are the good characters uh you can still do really good with the like quote unquote bad characters it's it's not necessarily about like if they are good or bad but it's about sort of how you use them and and that kind of thing for example loba a character that i really like and that is one of the mains of the the team i play with like they are considered a low tier character because they don't have great movement abilities but we're successful with them because we use them in a way that works for us so they're not like we're not at like a disadvantage because we are playing with this character does that make sense well yeah it makes sense for you because you're a good gamer but when you suck like me you constantly look at the a tier list because you want to make sure that you have any <laughs> literally that's any that's advantage true. possible like oh like their hitbox is literally 0.0001 percent smaller i'm in 
hitbox. Um, I will say this. I did watch a, a video where they like ranked the guns and I was like, yeah, I don't know which guns are good. And then, and then I was like, oh, all the guns I like are bad. That makes sense. That's why I'm not doing good with them. And then I've actually gotten pretty good now because it's like, oh, I was playing this wrong. But um, no, don't no, pick up sniper rifles you're, in that game. You're never playing a game wrong. You play it the way you need. You, you want to play it. Well, I, I, I would actually agree with that. But unless you're wanna, a really I bad win. gamer. And then, I want to win. Yeah, yeah. I want to win, Justin. Oh, why wow. was I picking up sniper rifles? Why? I want to win. What what good will that ever do me? <laughs> uh, sniper rifle? Yeah. Depends on the situation. Um, but in Apex, probably nothing. It, it really, really, truly nothing. But yeah, that's what I that's what I got. So overall, you're saying that the only games you would uh, pay money for um, are uh, The Last of Us Part Two. Everything else should be free. Uh, no, I'd I'd pay seventy dollars for Alan Wake. I would pay significantly less. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay seventy dollars for control. Like, 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 just thinking about the games that I played in the past year or so. Uh, I pay seventy dollars for control. I pay seventy dollars for Assassin's Creed, um, Persona. Uh, I'd pay seventy dollars like for ones. any of the Nintendo games that I purchased, and I really do like. I think it's yeah. weird because in Nintendo. Like you almost see like their first party games not going down in price as being like people think it's like a bad thing. I think it's just, like a quality thing. But then I don't wait for the games to go on sale. I'm more likely to buy Pokemon the day it comes out rather than waiting for it to right. go on sale. Um, well, that's so. the whole thing. It's like Nintendo is like, oh yeah, they're always going to put out a super high quality game. Yeah. And even the games that people are like, yeah, it's not very good. It's still like actually pretty good. Yeah, like with the it, Wii U itself. <laughs> I. I never had it, so it's hard for me to speak on it. But um, well, all the games do like gangbusters when they get sold over on uh, the, the the Switch, right? Right when they're ported, yeah. yeah. No, that that makes sense. I'm yeah, I'll, I'll pay. I'd pay seventy dollars for if they did like a Zelda anniversary kind of thing. I'd have paid seventy dollars for Breath of the Wild. I think it's, I'd pay that. I'd pay seventy dollars for Genshin Impact. I knew uh... I knew you would. <laughs> Depends. Ha, uh, mm. Exactly the same, except Paimon's there twice as much. Okay, well then no. <laughs> I was like, I was constantly looking for a way. Of like, how can I? Like, is there a way to like kill Paimon? <laughs> like, <you know> wow. I mean? <laughs> like, can it, can Paimon get like put in a blender or something like that? Just like, <laughs> it's an oddly graphic way to kill her. <laughs> yeah. Well, she. Well the, well, the reason is she's small, so she could fit. Ah. Um, you know, or like it just. Anyway, <laughs> um, listen. Thank you so much for listening. We we do appreciate um, we do appreciate your your listenership, your viewership, however you want to call it. If you are uh, interested, you can follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod or send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail dot com. I would I would love to hear what you think about about seventy dollars games and and the price of games and if there are any games that you pay for that maybe you don't need to in a sense of like you know apex or Fortnite or whatever that are free to play that you put money into or if if there are games that you would absolutely pay 70 dollars for or if there are games that you would really not pay 70 dollars for i would personally not pay 70 dollars for a whole lot of games um one that comes to mind is i, I wouldn't pay 70 dollars for anything on game pass i would pay 70 dollars for the master chief collection well no but control. why because game pass Oh, oh, you mean like, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, Game Pass has changed my life in so many ways. I know. And eventually, dang it, I'm going to get there. <laughs> dang it, I'll be there. 
<laughs> and, and, and I know I say this all the time. It's not because I don't think it's a good value. I think it's an incredible value. It's just that I have had other games to be playing that I have to get done for other reasons. Me too. But, like uh, Also, Google Stadia. Uh, I know the, the big company changed there. I just recently re-upped my subscription, even though I barely played it. So Did you really? I, I absolutely was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Uh, I, you never good. know. It might be yeah. there someday. I might want to play it. Who knows? It's there. Uh, I guess that's true. It's there for what twenty dollars a month. I uh, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can leave us a review there. That would be that'd be great. It'd be, it'd be kind of you if you shared this with a friend. But thanks for listening, Justin. You got anything else to add here? Uh, uh, uh no. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> My name is Peter on Spitzek. Remember, old games are old. And expensive. Yes, yes, they are. $170 for that. Uh, for, for E.T.? No. no yeah, thanks. I was about to say Not E.T. Not paying yeah. that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs>